Hello, and welcome again to the official podcast of the Guitar Department at Berklee College of Music. Today we're bringing you a great interview we did last year with guitar professor Tomo Fujita. This was a great interview to revisit, as Tomo talked at length about how to make the most of getting a music education, how to be a better student, and how his own experience as a Berkeley student shaped his teaching. As always, a lot of this content will also be available on YouTube, and we have a ton of their great content on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So give us a like and a subscribe on whatever platform you use. Here's our interview with Tomo Fujita. Hi, this is Tomo, Tomo Fujita. This is a Coffee Talk from Berkeley. <laughs> That's perfect. Hey, Tomo. All right. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. Um, hey, everybody. Hi. I'm Kim Perlack. I'm the chair of the guitar department, and welcome to another episode of Coffee Talk. Um, as usual, we have Cheryl Bailey, assistant chair, with us. Hello, everybody. And I actually do have my Berkeley mug this time, this episode. <laughs> Me too. Cheers, Cheryl. Cheers. I have a different one, but <laughs> that's okay. We've got Ian Steed, our senior department coordinator. Hey, Ian. Morning. Hey, all. Hey, Ian. Good. You also got the, the mug. Yep. <laughs> We're right. good. And as our special guest today, we have Tomo Fujita, a professor in the guitar department. Hey, Tomo. Thank you. Hi. Hey, Tomo. <laughs> How are you? Hey, everyone. Great. Coffee cheers to you. Yes, yes. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> this is great. So, one of the best things about going to the office, as Ian says in the beginning of each episode, is we have this pretty intense okay. coffee maker, right? Like our office is kind of the coffee hang. And right. um, what I miss a lot, I've noticed in the remote campus is like, Tomo, your office is right across from from the guitar office. Room 418 is yeah, where Tomo yeah, lives. Right. Very close, and, yeah. I always get to see you over coffee. Yeah. All right, right. Morning, uh, you know, right. lunchtime. Yes, I know. So this is really nice to get yeah. to uh, right. have coffee with you. So, Tomo, when you're at home, what do you put in your coffee? How do you take your coffee? Just cream. No no sugar, just cream. Half mm -hmm. and a half. Nice. But I really love half and a half. So whenever I go to the shopping, I tend to buy a little too much. Mm. I buy like this, like maybe four or five of them. So at least like a month, you know. <laughs> Whoa, okay. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, you always have it. I always want to have a half and a half. So um, yeah, I buy tons. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. What kind of coffee do you drink? Like Coffee, actually, I buy, you know, online from Louisiana. Funny, from Louisiana, but this called, uh, coffee called Louisiana coffee. Like really mm. uh, kind of dark, you know, dark taste. But um, I again, I buy... 18 can or 20 can one you know so that i have everything stock you know just like a strings a lot of dadaria strings a lot of coffee that's almost well, tomo <laughs> is that is that a roaster louisiana or it's the just the the brand brand louisiana oh, okay. louisiana i think i show okay. you next time yeah yeah okay, it's really okay. good coffee like you know yeah. white can outside i mean now i have more like a package like you know without the cans so, uh, okay and then my wife beth she buys little bit flavor coffee like you know um something hazelnut or uh something you know um, vanilla like that then we mix just a little bit of that and that, that's what we like yeah nice that yeah. sounds great that sounds great 
Um, so one of the first questions we've always been asking people okay. is that you have had a couple of different first days at Berkeley. You've been a student and you've yeah. been a faculty member. So could you pick one of those first days and tell us about it? You could tell us about both as well, but like, what was well, it like for you on your first day of Berkeley? Well, you know, real first day is really when, when I arrived in Boston and the next day, um, my roommate or uh, I, I was just a stay with, you know, brought me to um, Berkeley by car. And first thing I go into the 150 myself, going downstairs, I got lost right away. It's almost like, what's going on? Like almost like really not, you know, able to find anywhere. Then ended up, I go to laundry room or something really hot, you know. That was the first day, really. And then, <laughs> yeah, that's first day, really. And you go around, I can see the ensemble, you know. Um, and so I have a really bad sense of direction. And being in a 150 myself, first thing I was finding a class was really difficult. And I, yeah, and I remember first class was arranging one by Brian Lewis. Mm -hmm. And he's a very nice guy. He talked everything, you know, detail. I have no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> Because I didn't realize my English skill was really horrible. In other words, I can read, I can read, but my listening skill was like, wow, everybody talks so fast. And everybody has a Boston accent a little bit, right? So I was like, wow, what's that, you know? Yeah, so like a language problem was my first like, you know, major problem at the Berkeley. I was like, wow, how, how can I um, overcome this, you know? So that was hard, yeah. Yeah. I, I I even missed the I even missed the you know midterm because I didn't know when when it was a midterm. Wow, yeah. you know Tomo, can you find your way around the one filled fifty building now? Because I still get lost in the yeah, one. Now, yeah, now actually now they changed a little bit. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I don't know exactly. I I have to go around a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's one thing is that. Nobody understands that when they first come. You like you may never know how to get through yeah. the 150 I mean, building. Most building go straight up, you know, go this way, that way. But that's like almost like every angle, like an almost like a two different stairs in you know, ensemble room, especially. Yeah. How are we gonna find an ensemble room? You know, how to explain to go to where? You know. <laughs> <laughs> Tomo, that's you know that was so brave of you to come from Japan to Berkeley. You were so excited, obviously. Yeah, but come to Berkeley and and just I mean that's such a commitment. I'm always admire um, international students that come, particularly if they're so excited and, and they their English might be yeah really you know, some hard. Work. Yes. And I just think, wow, I don't know if I could do that myself. I'm not, not brave enough. I see. I see. <laughs> well, it's I think music brought us all together in at Berkeley and that's kind of first passion. And then after that, anything, any problem, just fine. Just so you have to just, you know, do it, you know? So that's that kind of a attitude I had. But also I want a lot of people to know that once I gave up my guitar, gave up playing. And a lot of people don't know just because um, you know, I don't tell much about it. What happened was like, you know, uh, just like everybody, you know, teenager, you know, play rock music and you know, all that. And then you find that, you know, you are a favorite guitar player being a band you play. So up till age 16, 17, 
I was just like, wow, I want to do this. Da, 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 da. Then, then parents, teacher, everybody talking about college. And then I started hearing things like music is not so great choice to have your career just because no guarantee. And my mother said that too. Then uh, I, you know, I was talking to my teacher and I, uh, I didn't have enough um, like confidence about the playing. So I thought, okay, my, my idea was like this. I go to regular college, please my parents, maybe two years I go to Berkeley, you know, just two years to enjoy my American life, my dream, two years. Eh? And that was my dream. So basically 17 to 18, two years, I didn't touch my guitar at all. Wow. I just did all about the studying, studying, you know, for college. So like really study, I study like almost like I get up every day, summer, I, I get up 5 a.m. I study from 6 a.m. to noon, six hours, and then take a break and then 2 p.m. to, you know, 6 or 7. So that's 12 hours a day. Wow. The reason is one of my teacher at the high school, the guy says, if you study six hours up to noon and then six hours afternoon, still have a free time. <laughs> That's this is funny after the summer i so excited i i talked to this guy i did this and he goes like whoa that was just expression i didn't really meant to say it. that's really reality <laughs> that's easy okay wow, wow. so I, yeah. what topics were you studying at that english time? actually studying english like you know about the reading you know reading right yeah so the english history math you know yeah because that's the one is really important you know history math and english you know that's mm -hmm. i study and then i went to like you know like kamba school that to teach these like you know high high level course you know so and i didn't study um when i was a junior high school i was really bad but then mm -hmm. high school i had a really great teacher really helpful i had a little bit of anxiety problem you know just always you know a little bit feel now now really um you know great so this english teacher very kind he really understand my anxiety problem back in the 80s people don't know that anxiety back mm -hmm. then he really understood that then he just really put me aside don't worry don't worry you know i will help you so he really helped me like you know you know then he encouraged me says if you study this, if you get this, you get scholarship. Mm -hmm. Oh, and I did that. And mm -hmm. I got only two guys from the high school got scholarship. So I got second year, I got full scholarship from uh, high school, you know. Wow. And then, so this guy really helped me. So almost like a, gradually, I'm start gaining confidence in different direction, not the guitar, from different source, you know. So now I think that teacher helped me my confidence level, you know, get out from, you know, um, anxiety attack, right? And then two years, I believe these teachers to study. So I went to college and I don't know why, I, I chose uh, Russian to study at the college. Wow. The reason is I, I really figured out how to make good money quickly. So back then my research was telling me if I, study Russian and if I do um, you know business 
you know, stock market and all that stuff, right? So Russian, and then that was good pay right away. So that was my my goal. Study Russian, get a great job. I play guitar all day, oh, I mean, all weekend. That was my, mm. my idea. In reality, I study at the, you know, college Russian means, you know, seven, eight courses of Russian and everything written in English. So I was like, Okay, understand English to understand Russian, then yeah. understand the Japanese. Man, that's a lot of work, you know? And then, but I did, and I hate it. Then I put the band together, funk band, for, you know, my mind. I kept playing. And what happened was about a year at the college, I hate it, but just keep continuing. Then I found a person who just got the scholarship from Berkeley, a guy named Koichi Osamu, he's a bass player. And he went to really great school, Kyoto, Kyoto University. And uh, I found him because of small town. Mm-hmm. And he hated me because I asked too much question. <laughs> because I go next to him, um, I, I, I heard you uh, got a scholarship and uh, I'm interested in Berkeley. He go like, practicing you know you know apply bass practicing he doesn't smile practicing and i just i keep asking questions he gave up he started telling me all the you know uh what he done (laughs) and then every step i follow and about half maybe six months later he went to berkeley that was 82 i think 82 83 Mm. and then this is funny too I still ask a question in letter, sending the letter to Boston. Then he answered a question, but then I forgot to ask one more question. That takes about two weeks more, you know. Like right. that, that's so. So that's why, like you know, I tell people, you know, people email me asking, "Did you get the email?" Well, you have to wait two weeks, you know. I'm just kidding, <laughs> because that's what I did. That's what I did. So you have to work on your patience. You know? Wow. So then from there, you had the courage to audition to Berkeley or did yes. then, did you then, have yeah, difficulty so, convincing people to support that? Or did you do it quietly? I actually you- kind of secretly, secretly, I started working on it. I didn't tell my parents. <laughs> and then, um, then that time I started taking jazz guitar lessons just because Berkeley is jazz school. I have to have a jazz. So mm-hmm. I kind of know a little bit about, you know, chord changes, but uh, I still play kind of pentatonic or whatever the feel I play. I didn't know two five line. I didn't know theory. So I found a guitar teacher named Takeshi Yamaguchi in Japan, Kyoto. So he teaches very, very strict, you know, um, like good way, you know. So, uh, so I took his group lesson, four lesson, last, last, you know, last week of a month, always say, he said, don't bring a guitar. Then I had to write all the notes. He explained Dorian scale, flat three, flat six. Oh, wait a minute, what's that? You know, like you know, degrees and all that. So first thing, I mean, I still remember first lesson. Come in, he plays. What is this? What? You know, like what? What degree? Oh, um, flat seven. Okay, <laughs> like that. You know, what is thirteen? Maybe you know, I don't know. Okay, good. And. Um, I take you kind of do, you know, then uh, after that, you know, he taught interval, all the mores, you know, everything. 
See, here's the funny part is transcription. He teach me transcription, every detail, what strings, what finger, what picking. If I miss one class, three days later, I have a letter, music, all written, fingering, strings, picking, everything. Almost like you can't miss once you in this program, you know? Right. So he taught me how to play jazz guitar. And then um, a lot of story around it. But my karate teacher, I found out that he loves jazz guitar. He loves Bernie, you know, Bernie Kessel, Kenny Burrell. He's the one, again, secretly helping me to do this, like a, get the teacher, get this idea, you know. Um, then about one year, actually less than one year, I really worked hard and I sent my demo tape. And at the same time, I studied English too. I went to English school. And I made a friend, an English teacher. So then we become friends. So I didn't have to pay for the English, you know. We kind of teach it, you know. And then I send a demo tape to Berkeley. And I, I got a scholarship. Mm. And this is back in um, 84, 1984. I got a scholarship from Berkeley, uh, 2,500, I think, from Berkeley. And then I forgot how many. Yeah, something like, you know, 2,500 from Berkeley, two, it, I mean, 2,500, then 2,000 from something between Japanese, Japanese and Japan and Berkeley, something I got. And I have a $200 John Abercrombie Jazz Guitar Award. This is kind of funny too. And I got the award, so John Abercrombie. I have no idea who is John Abercrombie back then. <laughs> yeah, but then I got a scholarship. And then back then, one semester was 2,000. Or 1700, 1750, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. Wow. So I thought, okay, I can do it. And then scholarship was uh, available within two years. So I decided mm -hmm. 84 to 86, I work to get the, my living expenses. Mm -hmm. Wow. So once I got the scholarship, I said, I got scholarship, my mother, my father. i sorry, I quit. Ah. Yeah. Then he said, they said, okay. Wow. I mean, so you were studying at one point there, Russian in college. Yes. And other su subjects. Yes. Then you were studying English separately to yes. get ready to come yeah. to the United States. Yeah. You were studying karate. Right. And you were practicing jazz guitar and funk guitar and you had a band. Yeah. yeah. So that's a tremendous work ethic for a young person. And then <laughs> yeah. you had your goal set up and in, in, in public, you had one pursuit of an undergraduate degree yeah. and in secret you had another pursuit of this audition and then once you achieved that goal of getting the scholarship then you had a plan for the finances yeah that's right yeah and so that's a tremendous work ethic that you developed i did yeah. and I, yeah how you know do you think obviously that is something that translates in every part of your life and yeah. so when you came to berkeley and you were a music student. And then when you went into these parts of your career, yes. this obviously is something you took with you and continue to develop like that kind right, of right. work ethic. Yeah. I, oh, I think all, I always think I'm good at it. How to pacing my time, planning, planning, you know? Yeah. Almost a planner. Yeah. But the reason is up till, up till I was a 13, I had, I have no desire, anything, I don't, I don't like sports. I don't like, I don't really 
like any music yet, you know. So I was just almost like, uh, almost like, a, it's really funny to explain, almost no desire and no direction. It's just almost a bubble. It's just kind of a floating, not doing anything. And I, I, I didn't like myself about being that because some people really enjoy sports, but I just don't like sports, you know? So I just don't, I try to, you know, basketball or baseball, but I'm not good at it with ball, you know? So I, so everybody in Japan does everything kind of one way and then they respect it that way. If I don't do it, they, 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 they kind of, a, you know, put, you know, kind of wrong spot, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, actually, I had a little bit of, when I was elementary school, I had a little bit um, like a bully kind of thing. People didn't mm. like me because I don't really fit in the group. Right. And I had a hard time with that. Mm. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. then express myself music. And that's, that's not a really good thing back in the early 80s, you know, in especially um, elementary school, high school. Everybody wanted to do the same thing. Okay. Yeah. So that was kind of hard time, you know. But then, then once I found the guitar, I really like this. Hmm. I really like this. Almost like I just want to always go back to listen to records or playing. I still remember my mother said, hey, it's dinner. It's dinner. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You know, I have to get this voice Montgomery solo, you know, before I get to dinner, you know. And after the dinner, he really quick, you know, to go back again, listening again like that. It just... Every day is almost like, uh, you know, uh, it's a good expression. One of my uh, high school students um, said it. Okay, uh, what happened is I had a one really great, you know, stu- you know, friends at high school. And he plays guitar as a hobby, but I was really getting more, you know, into it. And then I got, a, um, I, I got into, you know, college with a Rus- Russian, but then this, you know, my friend, he, he didn't get in the college. So basically one year he, st- you know, stayed just, you know, studying to get to the place that he wanted to be. So we always hang out on the weekend. And um, he said, um, you work like a soldier. That's what he always said. Mm. He just work like a soldier. Just you do, just do it. Just almost no, I mean, not the no feeding, but just almost no, no, no hesitate. You just do, do it. He always says amazing that you can do that and do you I feel like say, you still do it right i still do yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. and i actually i i calm down a little bit yeah. <laughs> yeah well you know hand in hand with that um yeah. what came up for me is you talked about a teacher that you had that was really compassionate with you yes yeah and I, I feel like the students know you in two ways. They know you for, for being just, just like a joyful, like constant practicer, mm-hmm. you know, like you're constantly inspiring them to keep practicing and you are always learning something new. And then I think they do know you also for showing them that kind of compassion. And mm. um, one way in specific that I always remember is you have these picks. Oh yes. Give your students. Can you, can you talk a little bit about the influence of that teacher and then about these picks? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I have this. Every, yeah. Well, yeah. Like, you know, I think we all like to teach excellent teach, you know, great part of a music life and everything. But then sometime before we learn, everybody has personality 
so that um, personality is kind of getting away to not uh, able to learn. So pushing, see, I push a lot myself, right? Go, 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 you know? And I did that a little bit with my students and some students got really scared, you know, because it's too much, you know, too much passion, too much. So I just decided to do like, you know, figuring out this one. First thing, don't worry, don't worry, just don't worry. Just because first, if you worry, that's already, it's not good, so don't worry. And next one, once you know what to do, and this is what you do. You compare with other students, right? So I said, don't compare. Mm-hmm. Just don't compare because it just, my, my mother said, if you look up, if you look down, it's not, no end. Mm-hmm. No, no, no need to have a discussion about who's better, who's bad, you know, because you have to do what you need to do. And then if you do no work, then this is how be, be, smart people don't expect too fast. You know, because once you're smart and you work hard, you expect too much. So don't expect too hard, it, too much, you know, too fast. And then always, I think this one important, be kind to yourself because mm-hmm. I, 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 I kind of uh, hurt myself, you know, push me, push myself, you know, because I always think, I work many hours next day, not enough. You know, that's right. what I always feel. And I think that's not good. You know, I mean, for a while I was doing like that, but I think no good. So I said, mm, it's all, all good. You know, I want to say for people who are listening to this and not watching it, what Tomo did was he wrote those reminders. They're actually printed on guitar picks. Yeah. And they have his logo on them. And then there's these four reminders. And Tomo, if people want to have those reminders, they can get those from you. Yeah, well, I mean, Peak Boy sells these, yeah, mm-hmm. that's great. And actually, like, in, um, this is one of a student. Um, can you see? Yeah, it's a letter from a student, a handwritten yeah. letter that's called Tomo's Advice. Yeah, this is, um, you know, I, oh, you see, these pick came from this paper, actually. Oh, wow, because he's saying, play with feeling, don't compare. Yeah. And I Be always said yourself. that, but I didn't realize I always said that to everybody. Do you wow. know what I mean? So yeah. like this one came from Owen, you know, my one of my students, mm-hmm. you know, he's at the Berkeley now. And uh, he said, happy birthday. Thank you for everything. And he gave me this. One. Wow. Cool, right? Yeah. So, so you, that, yeah. Yeah. Then after that, like, you know, I thought, okay, this is actually do the, make a pick. And then people like, you know, kind of, you know, great gift to something oops sorry you know great gift to you know somebody who you you care about you know i thought that's kind of cool you know? yeah i think that's cool that you learn that from your students you learn something about your teaching from your student that's right yeah yeah that's so that's great about the teaching is that teaching is not like i know everything and then i'm, I'm better than you it's just almost like we are equal you know as a human but then I kind of know a little bit more than, you know, my students and the students know more than something I don't know, you know, so we basically work together and then, you know, be kind to each other, you know, that's, that's the key, you know, yeah, so that's Mm -hmm. why, yes, exactly what you say, I learned from my students and then these came up from my students, because that's what I say, but you know, yeah. So I think this is the perfect time, Ian has a question that he asks every time. Okay. And um, since you're talking about students and uh, learning from them. Um, when people learn from you, they they may not know what to ask right away. And uh, Ian, what comes yeah. up for you? Yeah, so I mean, here's 
you know, a thing that I've been asking everybody, which is yeah. what's something that, you know, in your experience as both a student coming to Berkeley and as a somebody who's taught so many students is, yes. what's the thing that students should begin to think about or what's the question they should ask that they don't yet know to ask? I see, I see. Yeah, okay. I think everyone should have question written more like, you know, this is an opportunity. You can ask anything. You can ask literally anything besides the guitar, really, because that's a private lesson. You can ask anything. So sometime, you know, beginning of lesson, you know, so how's everything good? So um, what have you been doing? I ask, you know, sometime. And then do you have any question, any request for today? Anything? And sometimes I don't know. I don't think about it. And then I say, why not? This is lesson, you know, you're looking forward to, right? Yeah. But then, you know, you can participate more before, you know, so it's hard. It's hard because almost like even question, you have to, you know, understand what, what can I ask or what to do? So, yeah. So uh, it's a good question. I have to ask them beforehand, you know, do you have anything, you know? Yeah. So that's what I do usually open up a little bit so that um see like some people very shy then if you if i go like this how was the week good okay do you have any question no okay so let me do this way see if i do that i'm just pushing a little too much my opinion already to me so i just want to have people you know like room like if i talk and i try to do this one when i do i talk i mean right now it's like you know this i talk but i talk and I wait almost the same amount. That's, I think, good for music because I play a little bit and somebody play a little bit. So we have call and response, you know? And that's what I try to do in a lesson. So if yeah. somebody talk, I just not say anything. Same thing. If somebody play, I just don't say anything. I just wait. Like if somebody jamming like this, I just wait. And then sometimes students go, what? I didn't say anything. You you're saying so I'm just listening. Oh, oh, oh I didn't know. Ah, ah, you know, like that. And I say, what 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 you were doing? I was just I was just noodling around. Well, if it's a lesson, don't you think you have to think something to ask or something to do? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like that, you know, kind of funny, funny conversation, you know. <laughs> so you're asking them basically to take some responsibility in the lesson. Yes. Learn like to yes. Prepare. Another was yeah. I, I definitely I have a responsibility to teach everything what I know, but they have to really ask me what they want to know so that student basically gets things from me more than I know. Sometimes maybe you know mm -hmm. trigger to you know okay think about something. Then then I I think and it that that's great about I think you know one-on-one -on -one lesson even virtually i think because every week i i i um and this you know this is a kind of secret like you know my secret is uh um i have a notebook for less le uh, so Ber berkeley lesson after i teach one week i always write what one week each what topic was really good i have mm -hmm. so this way i can recycle that topic to a little bit more detail so that i have as a i have i could have as a lesson like a good one you know hmm. something like that 
Yeah. And so mm -hmm. that really helping me. And then, yeah, like exactly. I have to, I have to ask them to participate and then I have to make them responsibility just like I, I used to do, you know, mm -hmm. always go. Yeah. You, you know, Tomo that I, I love all these things that you're talking about and they're really, um, really deep things in the way we connect with our students. And I think, um, you know, as Kim said, like, you know, they have th this responsibility too. And I think some, maybe, and maybe it's, I don't know, you know, I can't speak about 20 years ago, but you know, I think sometimes there's a thing with students come in and they think just being there is it. Mm. Like they, they've done it, you know, that's, mm -hmm. that's and, but I, I, when I, exp I try to explain to students that when you ask a question, well, you know, especially in a class, Probably there are five other people that are the same question, but they're too shy to ask. So you're yeah. probably helping out a bunch of other people, but you're really helping yourself out. Yeah, yes. But yes. you're also helping the teacher, and they mm -hmm. don't realize that because, you know, when a student starts to ask me a question, then I, then I understand yes. deeper what they need help with, and it right. opens a doorway. So I always tell them that, like, you actually, when you're asking that question, there are all these levels mm -hmm. that you're opening up for yourself, obviously. Mm -hmm. Like, you're going to come all this way. Like, mm -hmm. here were you coming all the way from Japan or wherever mm -hmm. people come from. They come a long way to be here. Don't miss that opportunity. Like here, you can sit with Tomo, or you can sit with Ian Perlack, or you can sit with Ian Steed, or any of these yeah. people and ask a question. Mm -hmm. And yeah. and so t many times people think, oh yeah, again, no, that will be a stupid question or yeah. whatever. But yeah, when yeah. they really, you get them to realize, like actually, yeah, it is your responsibility for yourself and for all of us. Right. It really helps all of us. Helps mm -hmm. me do my job better. That's right. When that door's open, right? Yeah. I think it's so like to me, private lesson especially, it's not so much how much knowledge I have or how much knowledge I give, have to give it to each student. It's almost like I have to work with each one, deeper communication. That's my job, you know. Then I, I, I ask each student to, you know, get into that, you know, direction. And yes, um, like, you know, um, like you said, um, Sometimes students really don't know how to ask a question and that's totally fine. So I have to tell them sometime, just don't be hesitate, like, you know, ask anything because sometimes, sometime, you know, question is wrong so that you just don't get the answer. For example, typical question. you ask, you get better at asking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, so you kind of refine it. Yeah. 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 Just like a play phrase, you know, you know. You know, good phrase, but you know, notes are too long. You know, something like that. Then gradually you understand. So, you know, duration a little shorter is better. Or rhythm. Same thing that you know, question. Most you know, common question. So, what are you thinking when you're playing? So that's a wrong question to me because are you asking when I'm practicing or when I'm performing? But two different things. So, if I play. I think about food, I think about something else, you know, but then when I practice, I think every detail. And other questions people say, so should I think degree or domicile, or, you know, notes like that? Already you answer. Everything you say, you have to do everything. Mm -hmm. Like that. So, okay, anything you think, good question, you do it. 
Right. Unless you get hurt. I don't think you get hurt. You know what I mean? If you do it like this, like, you know, then, you know, I had, oh, don't do it. But I think like, you know, thinking about the nose, you know. Right. Because that question, they're almost asking you to get out of doing something and you're telling them That's you right. are responsibility. You're responsible for all yeah. information. Yeah, I think so. Just sort of, for example, like a good one, like, you know, always, you know, fan ask. So how was John Mayer? Why do you need to ask how was John Mayer? You have to be better than him. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to work hard on doing it. But these people kind of expect me to say, oh, John was okay. He's just a regular guy. You know, right. he's lucky. You know, something like that. Right. Oh, I, I can be lucky, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because a lot of people know you because they know that you yeah. taught John for, mm-hmm. for a while. Yeah. Taught John Mayer. And they also know you as a player. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the things you think that you learned, um, as a student that you, that you always think about, you know, that, you know what I'm saying? Like, were there yeah. things where, where you were a student and, and now that you're a teacher and a, and a player, yeah, these are the little moments of learning that you took with you and then maybe passed on to some of your students Yeah, and you're okay. watching them kind of take that forward. Yeah, like, you know, each teacher teaches different things, you know, like mm-hmm. um, I studied with Bruce Arnold, you know, when I'm a student, he taught me more model stuff. And, uh, but funny, Bruce Arnold, the reason is I, I wanted to study Charlie Baracas, but I called Charlie Baracas, they said, you have to wait two years. I say, I'm, I'm not sure I can stay America for two years because maybe I run out of money, you know, so, and I start asking people, say, somebody say, oh, study with, you know, um, Bruce, you know, and uh, you know, I study. This is funny. Okay, first lesson. Play this one. He played chords. Play this. Da, da, da. Then he played blues. He go like, mm, I think you need more blues. That's what he said. I say I come here to study jazz, and not yet. He said, Why? Because you don't have a blues. And the first lesson, he asked me, you know, transcribe Johnny Winter. I was like. I thought you're gonna ask me Miles Davis. No. Then I have to go by the records. I transcribe every notes I write down, memory rain or something like that. And I play exactly the same notes the first week. Okay, one more, Oman Brothers, slide guitar, you write everything. And I did that. And after that, he taught me Charlie Barnaka says, oh, ear training, all that stuff, you know. So so that lesson taught me, well, sometimes I have to trust teacher about the judgment, you know. And the same thing, I studied with Mark French, and he's a funny guy. And, uh, you know, I like funky stuff like that, and I didn't read music well. So he said, Tomo, read this one, method book. Uh-huh. You know, he just said something like this, read this one. Well, try this one. So he kind of uh, encouraged me to read, read written music, now improvisation. So he really taught me written music, how to play really clean. And actually, I taught that to John Mayer to make clean up his technique. Yeah, so basically, I asked John to play method book for, you know, some pages, play really clean technique. That's, we because that way, we don't improvise anything, everything written. So if you play something else, it's wrong. Mm. And everything else is accuracy and articulation, muting technique. So that was, I taught him play B, if you play open G, you have to touch B to mute it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
you don't have these things, you know, if you have a, a lot of reverb and a distortion overdrive plus Steve Rebon, you know. So I taught him clean up technique. That's the first thing I learned from other teacher. And right. blues, you, you have to know, you can't just play, you know, Steve Rebon, you have to understand history of, so like I taught B.B. King, I taught Charlie Christian. So I make John Mayer to play Rose Room, note for note. He hated it. <laughs> but I made him to do it. So that mm -hmm. that's, we clean up a problem. I bet he didn't hate it after he learned it. I find I that. Think, I think so. Yeah, yeah, I think he, so. Yeah, yeah. He still hated it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, what are some of the things that your students come back to you and say was valuable that they learned from you? And are you surprised by those things or do you think, yeah, I knew you would think that was valuable later on? Yeah. Like, you know, little things, uh, little things like always people say, I didn't know how important what the try is. That's always here. Try is. You try as a rhythm guitar, something about the picky about the bending skill like that in you know, little things you know then uh, some people become professional and then some situation uh, that very useful like you know some people become like in you know, a session player in the country they you know try as everywhere bending techniques everywhere if you become a teacher you know you can teach something very simple then you can teach much more deeper you know something like that yeah yeah I, so i think that's interesting because fundamentals I mean, in all the conversations we've had with everyone, it always mm -hmm. comes back to these fundamentals. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yes. triads are, are, are part of every style of music. And it for, you know, when you start to understand advanced harmony, it's just stacking up triads. Right. <laughs> That's know? right. Yeah. So yeah. it's just such a, and I know everyone here, you know, we are always going back to those things, practicing. I always feel you can't, you can't know them well enough. Mm -hmm. time, That's you know? right. I still like, you know, s simple stuff to teach, you know? Yeah. Yep. So that's, I think, I, I think, I think, you know, simplicity is really, you know, part of a sophistication, you know? So, so anything people want to do, like, you know, high, high technical stuff, but still I, I like to kind of bring in, you know, foundation like that, you know? So, um, that's what I like to teach. Yeah, even like how to use an amplifier. I always say a little bit brighter, little less bass, no reverb, so you can hear everything. And that's actually a lot of people surprised. Um, one of my you actually got me. At, you did my level seven jury. <laughs> I, my level seven jury was with you and John Baboyan, and I still have those notes. Actually, we when I got all. this job, Julia found it and okay. gave it to me. What did I say? And you know, it was funny. I was working so hard on like, you know, harmonic vocabulary and trying to play like upper structure and trying to be really mm -hmm. clever in my playing. Mm -hmm. And you were like, yeah, that's good. You need to practice more with an amplifier. Did I tell you that? Yeah. yeah and I, and I was just like, oh my God, I'm worrying about all this big stuff. And I'm like, I have this other basic piece of playing the electric guitar, just like really weak mm. and you were just like yeah you need it's like and you like sat with me actually and gave me a mini lesson after that jury yeah. and you were like yeah. think about this don't roll off any of your tone like play no okay. reverb into oh. the amplifier yeah. don't play with a bunch of bass 
don't roll off your tone. Mm-hmm. Like be as naked as possible and mm-hmm. get the best tone. Mm-hmm. And it was like, <laughs> yeah, man, you just like, yeah. <laughs> you just like speared me right there about the tone. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, I mean, especially like, you know, tests like that were professionals. I try not to teach because I love to teach. I used to, I used to try to teach and somebody said, you told me you shouldn't teach, you know, okay. I shouldn't do it. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Then after that, I don't say anything. But sometimes I have to say just one thing. So I always say like this after after you know proficiency, I can tell the person doesn't have a doesn't use an amplifier. The only I ask one thing. So do you practice with amp? No. And then always people say, How do you know? Because that sounds like it. You know. So that's that's the only thing I ask because amp is to me kind of a part of an electric guitar, really part of it, important, you know? I mean, I mean, okay, th- this one, you're gonna laugh. Now, um, I've been, I've been uh, see, I do a lot of, you know, kind of hard project myself, right? This is a called Stratcaster in a pickup, right? So now this is called front pickup, middle pickup, rear pickup. You know, most people use the front because it's nice and warm. Middle, not popular because it's kind of bright, you know? So since August, I put the tape here so I can go to the front. I only use middle pickup, so very difficult to play. Oh, tone all the way. So I practiced about two months. And then I came up with this. For the folks at home <laughs> listening, <laughs> he's showing us a Stratocaster, <laughs> an actual Stratocaster that only has a middle pickup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you gonna laugh, right? Yeah, yeah. See, this is my philosophy. Limitation <laughs> is a possibility. And this guitar, I play well. <laughs> and I'm very picky about the volume control and the tone control. Now I put the tape on. <laughs> so, wow. It's like the most extreme example of self-limitation on Yeah, I love limitation. Yeah, because see, watch. See? <laughs> I do see. Yeah. Wow, there's a whole collection of them. Yeah, That's yeah, incredible. yeah. incredible. So, yeah, but that, yeah, then, uh... that's incredible because, you know, we've had other conversations with people about self-limitation in practice, right? Yeah. Like um, in one episode, we talk about playing one note for yeah. six hours. Now yeah. we're talking about like engineering that right into your instrument. That's yeah. cool. Very. So this way, I really focus on my rhythm guitar because it's so bright very bright attack is so also this is actually you know i noticed this is sounds better because no magnet no magnet field around us you know so a little bit more sustained and then less wiring and a little bit better a little bit more pure <laughs> that's all you can this is all you got you can get you know? yeah. <laughs> well that's you know tomo that's interesting because i think I mean, I totally agree with you on all of those things. And it really makes you listen to yourself. And I think Mm -hmm. there's a point where students need to start to, you know, yeah, like like Ian was saying, like he was so caught up in all these other things. Yeah. Really listening to the sound that he made. And it is another thing of being aware of all those levels. Like, are Mm -hmm. what are you thinking about? Right. I don't know. I'm just nothing when I'm playing. Yeah. And, and they, those are all those layers of a development and as mm-hmm. you become a better player, mm-hmm. but you know, you as a teacher directing so, 
students that way to, to be like, yes. okay, yeah, we've got these other, yeah, of course you have to play in time. Of course you have to play in tune. Of course you have to know where that note is. Yeah, like, many, but you also have to listen right. to the sound and that makes your technique better, right? When you yes, start yes. listening, you hear all, oh, yeah. so, oh, and you hear all the scrapes and the buzzes mm -hmm. and, you know. Mm -hmm. that, that, I, th I, I think especially nowadays, like, you know, more, Equipment available and everything cheaper. So like amp, so amp built in a you know reverb, reverb pedals, many effect. Guitar has so many pickups, right? But more and more lately, myself really into really play acoustic guitar, mm -hmm. just because acoustic guitar it's difficult. It's no trick, no trick. Mm -hmm. Just it. <laughs> That's right. That's it. <laughs> so right. like my, you know, right now I have a my mental hero is Tommy Emmanuel. Because he really makes mm -hmm. the guitar sing by himself. And he really connects with the audience. And that's my mental hero now. I, I want to play like him, just a guitar. You I know, it's funny guitar. you say that because I just was about to ask you. Um, yeah. We've talked, you and I have talked lately about using like the solo guitar. You yeah. know, like you're yeah. getting into being a soloist. And I was uh -huh. just about to ask you how these things apply um, all of this philosophy and practice mm -hmm. applies to like taking what you do mm -hmm. and turning it into a solo art. And it sounds yeah. like you're, you're listening pretty deeply to Tommy yeah. Emmanuel, who is, is known for, for being a soloist in a lot yeah, of ways. But also I kind of, I mean, myself, I kind of research about his, 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 his past, you know? So I could tell he's like more like, I mean, just my guessing, just this is kind of briefly like kind of my guessing. He probably became like a you know, great studio guy or session mm -hmm. guy who can play anything. Mm -hmm. Then he wanted his own voice that he started getting rid of situations so that he focused on guitar. See, some people think solo guitar. Oh yeah, because you, you can't have a band. That's why you play solo, you know? No, 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 no. I can have a band, but just, you know, solo guitar is hard because you have to do everything. And limitation to me, it's kind of a, I have only one, one life, you know? so. I cannot do everything. So I just kind of think, I think Tommy figured out not to do the electric, not to do the band. And he figured out that's, that's the way he wants to play. Sort of guitar. Right. I think that's beautiful, you know? Yeah. Mm, that's great. Yeah. So that's really uh, yeah, that's why um, I have um, uh, lately actually, this is kind of funny thing too, as you see, I have a lot of guitars because I like a lot of guitars and I like a lot of different tone. I want to learn everything, but mostly I practice this guitar. Okay, so wait, so for people who are listening, how many guitars do you have behind you? How many are there? It looks because, like 20. Behind, um, I, actually, oh, yeah. I counted here, right? I have a 28 guitars in this room. Yeah, there's more. I, you moved your chair and I didn't realize there oh, was- Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. Oh wow! There's yeah, a so, lot of guitars in there. Yeah, so this one, my wife, you know, my wife built in this, uh, also built-in cabinet. Oh, uh, this is it's like, yeah, because because I teach teach all the time, so I have to have a different guitar to grab it. So I have a seven guitar here. Okay. And then I have a, a eighteen guitars here. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, but the funny part is I have like, you know, so 20, 28 guitars, but I play this most of the time. And that's an acoustic. What what kind of guitar is that? This is orange wood. Oh, cool. Yeah, really cool. Yeah. And then like, this is funny, right? This, this is a guitar behind. 
is um, I work with a company. I become ambassador. Like I almost tell company what to make. So this is new guitar, and next year you're gonna surprise. You know, surprise. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's another job I'm doing. Kind of fun. Wow, that yeah. sounds great. Yeah, that sounds great. So anyway, acoustic guitar is really、uh, my passion now. Yeah. Fantastic. Cool. Cheryl, what else is coming up for you as we kind of、hmm? come through this pot of coffee? What do you think? Yeah,、Trump? no, I'm. I mean, Tomo, it was so great for you to share. Oh, thanks so much for asking. A lot, of, you know. Yeah, I mean, just、right. yeah. shared so many inspiring、um, thoughts about connecting with students. Yeah, that's all communication. That's that's a that's a thing. You know, guitar. Re- I think to me, guitar really brings kind of people together and make us very pure, and、um, you know, exchange all the opinion, ideas, and.、Uh, It's really fun, you know. Yeah, that's all all positive. I've you... actually got、oh, go one question. Sorry. Oh yeah, yeah.、Uh, no, I was hoping you would. I was about to ask you. You have the look on your face. Ian has a look on his face、okay. when he yeah, has yeah. a question. Yeah, I、And、really need to work、look. on a poker face, don't I? <laughs> I like it. I like knowing. I feel like he's got something to say,、uh, man. He's、so, got something to say. Tomo, like you are,、uh, like for anybody listening. If you've ever been on social media, you already know who Tomo is, right?、Uh, so you've got such a strong、uh, base on like digital platforms,、mm-hmm. and I'm curious about like how you know now that we're in this time, you、yeah. know, hopefully as temporary as it is, where right, right, everything's right. remote.、Um, I'm just curious about like music making in this this sort of time, and like there's a lot of folks who are just like you know. Kind of defeatist about all of it,、I、and、see. hearing your like, just really strong work ethic around it,、mm-hmm. and just like your passion for it,、mm-hmm. and the fact that you don't like you're talking about playing solo guitar, you don't necessarily need anybody else to come in and play in a band with you for you to be making music and sharing、yeah. it online. And I, I guess I'm just curious if you have anything to say for you know so many of these guitarists and students yeah. listening yeah. that、is、now、it? we're at home. A lot of the time by ourselves, you right, know what right, I mean, right, right. and how it's not stopping you from making music. Right, right. So like I, I so idea is this, like you know, I, I you know, I, I figure out kind of quickly, but、um, about the internet. Like remember when we have a first, you know, we can have a homepage, you know, own homepage. That was exciting. Make our own homepage, and then you know, I post some story or you know. Uh, not like before Instagram, just making homepage. So every time you have to add something, then you send out the email. But I didn't realize that's not really connecting everybody. Only whoever you know. Nowadays, if you have a Instagram, YouTube, or social media, you can connect everybody. But somebody did this funky program that nobody knows what's going on. That if you just post, doesn't do anything. Literally, but if you do something special, continuously work hard to do that, then you become one of popular one, and then it's all free. You don't have to pay anybody. You can do that, but nobody know what to do. That's a kind of cool part. Nobody know what to do, but there's a possibility. Then that's I'm believing to doing it. So I have to tell you. 
first, like even Instagram, you know, you, you can get the numbers, but difficult to get steady, you know, so I have to figure out what to do. Then I, I have my own kind of, a, you know, rhythm to do it. And then YouTube was really hard because if I play something really good band, you know, views of 40 or, you know, 400 like that, nothing really go over the thousand, you know, and I didn't know how to do it. Then gradually, I figured out a little bit more like entertainment purpose, you know. So um, then gradually I created better one. Then end of last year, I got 100,000. And that was like a really important 100,000. Then YouTube already kind of recognizing the numbers and activity. Then that point goes faster. So now I have 259,000. Every day I get thousand, but if I don't do good job, go down. See, that's what I love about it. I have to do good job every time. <laughs> that's hard, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but I think people really like follow you and like you on social media and all that. Oh, also, just because like your passion for the music and yeah. your sort of need to do it, yeah, continues even if it's just you at home, right? Like right, right. But also, I like I like to kind of you know encourage people to do have fun you know, with the guitar and people, you know, in general. So yeah, definitely social media is, I think, great to, you know, connect with people, then share the something, have a fun. Even like, a, did you know how to play this? <laughs> so even like that, you know. Okay, so for the people at home, uh, Tomo was playing a, a makeshift guitar out of what appears yeah. to be a pie crusts, uh, cardboard box with yeah, but this is a 2019 model <laughs> <laughs> i like this one because see if you put the p you can play you know scale around the letters so that's why I thought, I thought this is kind of fun to play. <laughs> okay, so you've actually really thought that through, and I think that's a good lesson to everyone. Like, think no, no, no. It through, people. You well, thought that through. Well, well, I I do a lot. I see that my my hobbies always make funny joke for my family. My if my family is always laughing, that's the best thing I ever have. You know. <laughs> so like, if I make a pasta, I always put the pasta. You know, like this. Uh, then I go like, see. I do like this and people, you know, ah, laughing, right? And then last year at a Thanksgiving, and then we were just ready to go to, you know, my other family's house, right? Then I started doing this one and I was kind of a goof around like this and Samantha was uh, making video for funny. Mm -hmm. Then I go like, wait a minute. So like this, this one right here, minor third. Right. You can be bass player today. <laughs> Cheryl is delighted. I, I'm watching Cheryl's delighted face over there. Yeah. But I'm very difficult to play auto the phrase, they say, you know. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> All right, Rose Room, here we go. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. See, I love simplicity, one string. There you go. It's the pie yeah. crust unitar. Unitar, exactly. 
I love that. Um, Cheryl, any final <laughs> thoughts before we finish this pot of coffee with Tomo? No, but now I have a, I'm a have a hankering now for some Pillsbury Doughboy products. <laughs> <laughs> In the funny part, my wife bought two of them just in case this year. <laughs> <laughs> just in case you want, made yeah. one into Yeah, 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 exactly. So I have to create a new song for, you know. <laughs> I do. That sounds great. Always more job to do. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's great. Ian, what about you? No, that was great. It's a great yeah. conversation. But thanks so much yeah. for asking a lot of fun questions. Yeah. Do you have anything, uh, last word you want to say to everybody before we finish this pot up? Uh, yeah. Well, just like that, you know, we don't know till we do it, right? Because mm -hmm. people kind of sometimes believing, oh, Tomo's, you know, you know, he's a professor of Berkeley. He did great. You know, everyone think everything great. I gave up my guitar two years. Right. Nobody know because there's no chance to talk about, you know, because when I talk about, usually I talk about kind of good things and that's the kind of, you know, kind of dark moment in my life. But mm -hmm. now I can talk about that because that was okay because I learned something else. I learned to be patient and then I did something I don't like. And so that was kind of a good um, thing to tell people. Some people say, I don't like too bad but you have to do it <laughs> you know because because i did so so sometimes i said student i don't like this one well you know i i i did something i didn't like why not okay that's right that's yeah, great so uh, so anyway so like this like conversation that. always great because then bring somebody bring up little question that leading to somewhere we we never been before you know so that was great yeah great. thank you so much also Ian, that question was great. I didn't re remember. I told you about the amp and, uh, you know, electric guitar, you know, yeah, practice thing, yeah. That's fantastic. Well, Tomo, thank you so much for being on Coffee Talk. and Thank you. Thank coffee you. cheers to everyone. Thank you, Cheryl. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Ian. Yeah. And we'll see you all next time on the yeah. next Coffee Talk. Yes. Cheers, Tomo. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, Bye everyone. Bye. See ya.